You're listening to the Midwest Marketing Orange Hour Podcast with your host, Brett Matthijs. Here's a question for you guys. If a turtle happens to lose his shell, is he then naked or is he homeless? I would say both. I agree. He has a little bit He'd be both. naked and afraid right there. A little bit. That's not no, no fun. You got to pick a side. You can't say both. He's one or the other. No, he's... No, no I mean, you, you just took everything away from the man. That's true, I guess. His it's, home and his clothing. He's he's done. Yeah. Have you ever seen the movie Over the Hedge? Dude, I got kids. Yes, yeah. I've seen Over the Hedge. I yeah. got to say he's naked because in Over the Hedge, when the turtle loses his shell, he's got like a, he's got a little butt crack. So <laughs> he's got to be naked, right? Okay, good point. Fair yeah. enough. All right. Now that we got that out of the way, I suppose we'll do introductions. All right. So sitting across the table from me on my left side is... Andre Holt. From? Granite Buick GMC. All right, sounds good. Now I'm all right. This is Brett Lee's from Granite Nissan. We uh, we didn't really think about doing the whole double Brett thing on the podcast. Yeah. That could be tough. Well, we'll get it figured out. All right. So, what's your guys' background? How did you get into the automotive industry? Um. Well, prior to coming to Granite, I was at uh, Stonewalls Restaurant for ten years. Um, for people not from the Black Hills, Stonewalls oh, is it's a restaurant. Yeah. Where's it at? What do you on top serve? Of Highway what 16, kind of food? Um, do everything from scratch, you know, hand-cut steaks, make all the um, sauces, everything but pasta. We got a brick oven. Uh, my family owns it, so I helped them out for 10 years running it. Um, my wife worked up there. It's actually how I met Troy and Don and um, Sydney, and um, they were all regulars of ours. Uh, Angie and Scott come in every Sunday for breakfast. and For sure. How, when did you come to Granite? Uh, a little over a year ago. A little over a year ago? Yep. Very cool. How about you, Dre? Where are you from? What got you interested in the automotive industry? Well, um, I was working at Highmark Federal Credit Union for about three and a half years. Had a couple of good friends that worked for Granite, uh, Chris Jones, Danny Martinez, and uh, Mike Coon. Um, all three of the guys over probably a two-year span talked to me about coming and joining a group. And after a couple of years of talking to them, I decided to come to the organization. For sure. So how long have you been with Granite now? Six years. Six years. Okay. So you got the experience on Brett a little bit here when we get into mm-hmm. the thick of things. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. All right. We'll see how it goes. Um, for our regular listeners, we're going to do things a little bit differently. What I'm going to do is I'm going to present a situation, a buyer persona per se, to Brett and Dre. And they're going to tell me what vehicle at the GMC store and what vehicle at the Nissan store is going to fit that person or those people's uh, situation the best. So to jump right into things. Our first persona is going to be husband and wife, early 50s. All their kids are out of the house. They're empty nesters. They really enjoy to travel. They're going to take a couple long road trips every single year. They probably have one dog that comes along with them on everything as well. What vehicle at the Nissan store are they going to want to be in? Um, I would be going with the Nissan Murano. Okay. Um, Gets good gas mileage. Um, It's nice, quiet, comfortable. Got the zero gravity seats, which is made for distance travel. Um, my wife and I actually have one. Took it down to Denver here recently. It's, I mean, when you get in it and you drive it, you don't even have to sell it. It, it sells itself. It is just smooth. Um, the power is nice on it. Um, and like I said, with the distance travel, you know, having the zero gravity seats, you don't get leg fatigue. 
Yeah. How did the zero gravity seat, is that like a thing on all Nissan vehicles or is that more specific um, to the Murano and maybe a couple others? And how in the world does it even work? It's getting to be on all vehicles right now. Um, the Rogues, the Muranos, the Altimas, um, the Armadas. I believe the Titans have it now. Um, I don't know if the new centers are going to have it or not. Um, they haven't come out yet. Um, but it, it basically takes, um, it was designed by some engineers that used to work for NASA that Nissan hired, and it takes it from more or less like a four pressure point system on your legs and spreads that out evenly so that you don't have, you know, just weight spots while you're driving. Yeah, totally. All right, sounds good. So, Murano, where are we, where are we at at the Buick GMC store? Oh, that's kind of a tough question. Really? No, not really. I was just joking. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Buick Envision um, for a... Older couple, only a dog to carry oh, in the You might vehicle. just have offended some people right there in their 50s. Wow. Oh, man, older couple? Man, I'm man they, they ain't I'm, much older than you. I'm 41 myself, oh, so you know, I'm right there. But I'm going to go with a Buick Envision for a couple different reasons. Uh, number one, comfort in a ride. Um, you're not going to beat the ride in a, in a Buick, period. Um, number two, gas mileage. Also, the technology. Technology in the car is mind-blowing. Um I'm thinking it's a little bit better than the Murano. A little bit? You're staying away from GMCs in this scenario. Just No, I sell Buicks and GMCs. So. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. I don't know. I think I got to give that one to Brett. I like I like the sell of the zero-gravity seats. I don't know. How old are you, Brett? I'm 22. Exactly. I forgot how old I was there for a little bit. Yeah. So, well, when you, yeah. I mean, and I get where he's coming from, too. I mean, when, you know, you're getting over 40 like he is and you've got the bad back and <laughs> Things of that nature. I mean, they do have nice supports on the seats. Um, yeah, Buicks are comfy. Like, are, I, it comfy. doesn't get any comfier than a Buick. I didn't think I was going to come to a podcast to get insulted. Yeah, no, I, I wasn't. I was. I was looking out for you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank what, you. What are you talking about? All right. Anyway, we'll move on to the next one. Hopefully, you can win this one, Dre. Um, all right, we're going total opposite. We're going the dreaded millennial. So me, for the most part, just out of college, they're fresh into their first real world job. Piles of student loan debt. They live with three other people in an apartment. However, their like 1997 Honda Accord that they got when they were freshmen in high school just isn't cutting it anymore. Where are they going to go at? We'll go to you first, Dre. It really depends. Are they looking for an all-wheel drive vehicle? Yeah, we live in, we live in the we'll, – we'll say they're from the Black Hills, so we'll go with an all-wheel drive vehicle. Well, I got to go to Buick again. I'm going to go with the Buick Encore because, um, again, really good gas mileage all-wheel drive vehicle, and for someone that doesn't really have a lot of money, um, very good price point uh, for an all-wheel drive vehicle. Gas mileage is amazing on it. For a smaller vehicle, it is packed full of technology. Okay. And super comfortable. For sure. So, obviously, a lot of millennials are going to stick their noses up at Buicks. I know Buick is trying to change their image and all that stuff, but how would you try to sell somebody? If you if you had a millennial come to you and they're like, there's no way I'd ever get in a Buick. You want to hear something really funny? When I start selling cars... I always thought that the Buick was for old people. Yeah. Eight months after selling cars, I was driving a Buick. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. They, well, you were sold on the Buick. Dude, if you, you get inside of the car, you're not going to beat the Buick. And I know Brett's going to talk about the Nissan, but the Buick's got just as much tech, technology and mm-hmm. everything else that the Nissan has. It does. That for Regal sure. is nice. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Millennial in the Nissan store, so, which this is like the bread and butter in Nissan, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it was me being they, a millennial. They on it. Yeah. Um, you know, Drake can attest because he drives one. I would go with the Nissan Altima. It's all-wheel drive, gets great gas mileage, great price point. 
It looks clean, looks sporty. They're sweet-looking cars. They are. Totally. Um, you've got everything that you can want in it, um, especially for a younger kid. You're still going to have that flash, but you're going to have the reliability. You're going to have the gas mileage, which is amazing. You're going to have the all-wheel drive, which, you know, both of us have had ours almost a year now. Um, not a problem whatsoever in the snow. Yeah, they do. I mean, the all-wheel drive on a car is, yeah. I mean, that's a sweet deal. Hey, Brett, can you do my favorite? Yes, yes sir. Um, Brett number one. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, X, him who owned their Ultima first. Who owned the Ultima first? Oh, Brett. he definitely did. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. And X, who followed me to get his Ultima. Ooh. Well, I, I definitely did. I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the ride, the feel. <laughs> um, you know, but that even goes to show you that a Buick guy is willing to drive a Nissan. Yeah. Totally. That sounds good. All right, Dre, we got to throw you kind of a softball here because we've been bashing on you a little bit. You're not really bashing on me. I yeah, sell all products. Yeah, yes. yes. Yeah, we both yeah that's yeah, true. So. Yeah, we should we should mention that, that at Granite, I mean, people are selling Nissans and Buicks and GMCs. So there's not like a, a mutual hatred or anything like that. We just pitted you two against each other for the, the purposes of this podcast. I do yeah. really hate him, though. Yes. Yeah, so do I. I mean, he, he was the best man at my wedding, but I've been rethinking that here every day of my life Small. since. <laughs> Oh, all right. So a little bit easier one, hopefully, for you, Dre. You got farmer slash rancher, mid-40s. The only pickup that he's ever driven in his whole life is a Dodge Ram, like just like a Ram guy. One, is it possible to get this guy to switch, and what vehicle are you pitching him on to try to get him to switch? He's definitely going with a GMC Sierra with the, with the diesel motor in it. So like 1,500, 2,500? Oh, he's going at least 2,500 for tow capacity. Um, if you want something that's going to run around the farm, pull your trailers, you're not going to beat that Sierra. Another good thing about the Sierra is the comfort in the vehicle also. A lot of these farmers, I mean, even though they're farming and ranching, they want comfort in the vehicles. Really good truck for that. Okay, for sure. What color? Oh. Is this a big deal? Do people come in and they're like, I will only buy a red vehicle? Dude, you'd be surprised how I many people are stuck on a certain color vehicle. Man. It, White is very popular. White's popular, white. even though it's, like, real tough to keep clean. White is super popular. I mean, white's sharp. Don't get me wrong. If but. you can keep it clean, just like the black ones, they're, they're great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. All right, so the same guy comes to Nissan, which is probably a tougher sell for a farmer rancher. But what are you pitching him on? You know, um, I would go, obviously, with the Nissan Titan. Um, I, I would, actually. Don't say I would. Um, I just had a, a lady that I sold a Titan to that we delivered on Saturday. Um, she lives out in Harold. She unfortunately two days later rolled it. Oh. Um, obviously, this is a podcast, so you can't see the pictures, but I'll show you. We so can, you have an yeah, idea. we can post them up too. So that's um, all and good. After I was the third person that she called when she got into a rollover. I have no idea why, but she called me and just wanted to thank me. Um, it rolled over three times, I believe, all in total. Everything was crushed with the cap. She sent me pictures of it, and then immediately while she was waiting for the ambulance to come, and you can scroll through there, asked me to find her another one. Man. Yeah, this isn't for, I mean, the people obviously can't see this, but right. it's a. It's, yeah, it's not a nice looking. Yeah, yeah, it's crunched is a good yeah. way to put it. So, you know, um, especially with how rugged they are um, on the farm, on the ranch, you know, it's, it's a lot of gravel, a lot of ditches. Um, you know, Nissan's got the five-year, 100,000-mile bumper-to-bumper warranty. It's always going to stand there. That transfers from owner to owner. Um, it gets good gas mileage. It'll tow um, 9,600 pounds. And just the gas, you go up to the diesel model, um, which unfortunately they're not making anymore after 2019. But you Why do they go away from that? Uh, 
we haven't been told that as well. Oh, really? Um, I don't know if they're planning on coming with a different one or not. Hmm. Um, I do have a small question. Yes, sir. Yeah, feel free. Does the GMC still have a diesel? It does, actually. <laughs> and uh, the one ton, the three-quarter ton, and now the half ton. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> but like I said, I'm a product of both stores, so I, I mean... Yeah, absolutely. It, 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 to me, I'm not trying to fight. I'm just trying to find yeah. them the best product. So Absolutely. So a question. So on the roller, you said like, yeah, mm-hmm. the, the back end is totally crunched, but the cab is, is like in pretty good shape, mm-hmm. and, you know, not crushed. Is there a roll cage? in? Like how do they um, do they have that? A, so the Titans have a fully boxing frame okay. um, as to where most vehicle or most trucks are going to have a, uh, a U-shaped frame. So it keeps the rigidity, okay. uh, which, you know, I, I haven't seen the accident report or anything. Uh, but just by seeing the pictures, um, her and her daughter both didn't have a scratch on them. Man. Um, no broken bones, nothing they were doing. She said she had her crew set at 79 miles an hour. Like an interstate. Yeah. Oh, ooh. And, well, I'm glad know, they're both okay. That's, yeah. that's good for sure. So right. we ended up actually, uh, she had to have the exact same color and everything. We just got her one coming yesterday out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, because there was only two left exactly how she wanted it. So. Interesting. So... You guys do that where you'll ship from uh, like another GM or another Nissan mm-hmm. dealer to the, to get the specific color that they would want. Yeah, absolutely. No matter what a vehicle's at, if we cannot, uh, if we don't have it sitting on a lot for a customer, we'll find it. Well, you went all the way to Florida to get that Titan. Yeah. Um, you guys will personally go down all no. the way? Oh. Eh, I, no. Some will. Yeah. Some will. I mean, some won't, but I mean, you can. But more so, I mean, we're, you know, more apt to trying to be there and, and helping people over yeah, going absolutely. on road trips, yeah. things of that nature. So Totally. All right. Our next contestant here is we see a lot of these type of people running around in the Black Hills. I'm just going to say that's your t- stereotypical Subaru Outback driver, likes to go on adventures, likes to go rock climbing. They probably have a dog or two that accompanies them, sitting around the campfire all the time. What is... The adventure vehicle will go to Nissan first this time. Um, depending on what they want, you know, um, are they going to want an SUV? Do they want a small pickup? We, you know, we've got the the Frontiers. Um, you can always go over to the Rogue. It's it's really a matter of are they going to be towing something? What kind of outdoor type are they? Are they just? Um, I like to go out and camp so I can haul everything in the back of my car. Are they? Yeah, I would say I'm just for like purposes. I would say like tent type of people, not RV people. Well, in that case, um, depending on how adventurous they are, I mean, I might go with the Frontier and um, you're going to have, you know, the opportunity to haul everything in the bed. Um, you can hook up a trailer if you want to. Um, you know, the Pro 4Xs have the skid plates front and rear. So if if you're looking to actually get into the woods and go camp, if, they're, if you're that style. For sure. Are people, are people in that frame, like that lifestyle – be looking at an Armada at all, or is that not exactly where they'd want to be? I know that's more of a luxury. More of a luxury. Style there. Oh, okay. Uh, if you're going that point, you're, you're probably pulling a, you know, a camper behind oh. you, to which, you know, the, the Armada does um, tow quite a hefty amount. Um, it does tow more than the uh, Yukons currently. For sure. Sounds good. All right. GMC. Or Buick, if there's Buick that I'm missing. No, I paid attention while Brett was answering the question, and I, re- I had a perfect vehicle in my mind already. Uh, we actually went over it this morning. It's a 2020 GMC Acadia mm-hmm. with the AT4 package. Um, what does AT4 stand for? All-terrain. 
Okay. So basically, GMC came out with this vehicle this year, and it's meant to take the vehicle off-road um, for different lifestyles. So if you want to go camping, you want to drag the kids out and tent and do whatever you want to do, this vehicle is actually ready to accommodate that. It's got a system in it where you can switch it into four-wheel drive, off-road mode. So it's got a lot of different modes to kind of help you, I guess, as you're driving a vehicle, whether it be on-road or off-road. Impactful of technology again. Okay, for sure. Does that have the, the heads-up display thing in that, or is that? You can get some of them with the heads-up okay. display, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. That's When we shot a commercial with for you guys, I was getting to drive. It wasn't like a, a Acadia, but it was it was an AT4. I think it was just a Sierra AT4 or Nolly. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But it had that heads-up display, and that was like just baffling to me, yes. even how it works. Like, yeah. You really preferred. just said just a yeah. Sierra AT4. I know. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, that's like not just, that's like a, a big-time yeah, vehicle. it's probably one of the nicest vehicles on the market <laughs> yeah, right now. No, my bad. Don't tell Troy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but yeah, how does, can you like walk a person through what it looked like, what a heads-up display looks like, and how it even works to project it like that? It's actually a camera system that's uh, positioned like right in front of your, your vehicle. You, you really can't even see where the camera's coming from, but it reflects this up onto the glass of your vehicle. So as you're driving, you actually have a picture of like your speed limit and a couple of different options that you can actually put in those uh, you can do like heads the, up displays. Yeah, like the pitch you can do, um, depending on which heads up display you're looking at, you can do the, it'll have the lanes, the, the lines going down to tell you if you're crossing. What you got going on your radio. Mm-hmm. There's oh, a lot okay. of different options as far as what you can put on your heads up display. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a cool thing. I was like, yeah, at first it throws you off when you're not used to it, but then you're like, I could, mm-hmm. I could get used to this, mm-hmm. yeah. For sure. All right, we're going to take a little breather, and when we come back, we'll run a few more scenarios by and then just talk about the automotive industry in general. Sounds, Sounds good. good. Hey, guys and gals. It's Brett Matice, the host of the Midwest Marketing Podcast. I need you to do me a favor really, really quick. I promise you it won't take long. However you're listening to this here podcast, go on to iTunes, Stitcher. Maybe you're just on our website. Whatever it is, go give us a five-star rating. See those stars? There's going to be five of them. Just go to the one furthest on the right-hand side. Click that one. Maybe write a few quick nice words about us. Unless you don't like us very much, then don't write anything at all. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Let's get back to listening. All righty. Dre, I think I got an easy one for you here. Successful lawyer in his late 50s. Retirement is close, but not quite there yet. All of his kids are self-sufficient. His wife is already enjoying her, entire, her retirement. Oh. What kind of vehicle they they want? Brett, I appreciate you for yeah. giving me this one. <laughs> That's going to be a GMC Sierra Denali in a half ton with a 6.2 liter motor. We're going to also go with the ultimate package with the power running boards, all the bells and whistles. Okay. See, I think a lot of listeners be like, really? A pickup truck? However, when you get into like a GMC pickup truck. Not just a like, pickup truck. Yeah. Anything, yeah, for the most part. But like that's they're high class vehicles and they're like really nice interiors and they're like yeah. They're luxury in quotation marks, I guess you could say. Yeah, you really can't beat the GMC. I remember when I started selling cars I had one of my managers tell me, Do you know what the difference is between the Chevy and the GMC? And I was like, No, not really. what's the difference? He's like, Well, you you walk out of the store, you see the Chevy's in there, do you take a second look at the truck? No, not really. Take a look at the GMC, especially at Denali. You take a second look. Yeah, of course you do. Yeah. And you probably wonder what the guy that's driving that truck does for a living. It, yeah. It grabs your attention. For sure. So for people who are unfamiliar with it, what are the levels of, like, 
Denali is obviously your top tier. Well, how many levels are there and what are they? And what do you like get kind of just in general? I know there's lots of stuff that goes with the increases. Well, just to kind of keep it simple, there's going to be um, three major ones. You got the SLE, which is pretty basic. Going to have like your cloth seats. Uh, still some amenities like uh, uh, keyless entry, automatic starter, but it's not going to have as many options. Um, then your next step up is going to be an SLT. SOTs, that's when you're going to start jumping into stuff like your leather seats, your navigation systems, more comfort features in the vehicle. You also have the AT4. Um, currently, that's what uh, Troy's driving. For sure. Probably one of the nicer vehicles that's on the market. Um, and then if you're going to go top of the line, has absolutely everything as far as bells and whistles, you're going to be looking at the Denali. Okay, for sure. Cool. What do you got for that person, our lawyer at Nissan? You know, um, I got three that I would I would definitely look at and show them. Uh, one's going to be the Armada, obviously. Um, it's going to be the 370Z, which oh, you're yep, familiar with absolutely. that Don loves. Depends, you know, does he want a sports car? Is he at that point in his life? I mean, his wife's probably already got the third option that I would show, and it would actually be a Yukon. It's not a Nissan. Okay, but, yeah. I mean, I, I do sell a both stores, so that's where I'm going to go. You know, and then to kind of tailor to his needs from there. Does he want a sports car? Does he want all the room? Does he... You know, does he want a, a little less room, but he wants that big boxy look with the nice, comfortable seats? It's, you know, mm-hmm. that's that's the beauty of working at Granite is we got a we got a nice array of what we can go with. So it's it's one of those to where if I can't find something specifically because, you know, Nissan's got great product, but it might not be what he's looking for at that point. I'm going to take him over next door and I'm going to show him what GMC has to offer. Totally, that's right. yeah, all good options. Definitely makes options. our job a lot easier than most places. Oh, I suppose, especially with the variations between Nissan and GMC, and then it definitely Buick um, is, yeah, you have such a wide variety that you can kind of cover the whole spectrum end to end, which mm-hmm. is really nice. All right. This one is, I'm a little biased to this next persona. Think of like the hunting, huntingest, fishingest dude that you can possibly think of. This guy just likes to get out where cell phone service is not even a thought. It's like, it just doesn't exist. Mechanics and gas stations are hours away. So in one word, he needs something that is dependable, that isn't going to leave him stranded, where he's going to be in a lot of trouble. What do you give that guy? He also might have to throw a deer in the back of his whatever. I'm going to give him the Titan Pro 4X, and I'm going to go ahead and uh, make sure that he comes into our showroom and he sees the tent setup that goes in the back of the bed. You can pull right up to the lake back in there, have the music playing, throw out a pole, go lay in the tent, get yourself some shade. It's going to be dependable. It's going to get you back there. You know, same scenario with the Frontier. It's got the um, front and rear skid plates on it. It's, it's got the more aggressive tires. Is the Frontier, is that that's like probably pretty close to a new, whole new makeover, like cosmetically, right? That'll be um, 2000, and um, it'll be either late this year or early next year. Okay, sounds good. So. Drake, what do you got for our hunting and fishing feller? I'm actually going to go with an AT4. I mean, even though AT4 is going to be one of our topper packages, it's still got a lot of stuff that you're going to use as far as like, uh, like Brett said with the Titan, your skid plates. Got your factory as far as taking the vehicle off-road. It sits a little bit higher up off of the ground than what a standard Sierra is going to sit. So that's definitely something I think customers would see a benefit in. Um, spray and bail on it. A lot of people really don't see a lot of value in it. But if you're out there killing deer... There is a ton of value in a spray and belly. Mm. Exactly. Absolutely. Pretty nice to be able to just to drop the tailgate, hose it off, and you're done with it. 
Yeah, I yeah. would say you guys, as far as like hunting and fishing guys go, you guys have some good options, man. Well, like, and that's really the beauty good of options. it is, is we got them at both stores. So, I mean, they're, they're two, they ride different, they feel a little different, they're laid out a little different, but they're both very nice pickups. Absolutely. And it's, you know, we have the opportunity to put them in there and just let them get a feel of what they like. Okay. And I actually know. think that's what made this, the first half of the podcast pretty difficult because yeah. <laughs> it was like... I'm trying to support my store, and he's trying to support his store. But in all actuality, we have really good products at both stores. Yeah. You know, and realistically, between Dre and I, we have an office at both stores. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, I go to I go over to GMC. His office is my office. Vice versa, when he comes over to Nissan, I mean, we share offices. We help each other sell product. You know, it's it's a matter of. You know, we have the best of both worlds in that sense. Yeah, which is, as far as I'm familiar with, is not something that happens, at least in our market, where you have people working for all sorts of different, you know, between two actual separate physical locations. All right, this next one is a little more somber, but it is a part of life, and there are definitely people out here in these types of situations that are in need of vehicles, so I think uh, it's good to cover it. We got a single mom, couple kids, works two jobs to make ends meet. Most of her disposable income is going to go to daycare and buying food, but she her car keeps breaking down. It's going in the shop. Where do you take her? You know, um, you take her to the to the Encore, you take her to the Rogue. Um, both of them have a great price point. Both of them are very reliable. Um, they both get amazing gas mileage. Um, both of them are all-wheel drive. They've got the space. Um, they've got the nice look to them. They both sit up high enough off the ground. I, I want to say, and don't quote me on it, but I think the Encore is six and a half inches off the ground. Mm-hmm. The Rogue seven. Okay. Um, so she's going to be able to get out and get through the snow. She's got to get to Walmart or something, you know, with the kids in the car without being worried. Totally. In agreeance. I agree with him on it. Um, I'd also throw the terrain into that uh, that category, I mm-hmm. guess, um, for the simple fact the terrains. A very nice vehicle, super durable. Um, it's very seldom that we see a terrain come into our shop when any kind of mechanical breakdowns. Uh, GM's very strong with, I guess, as far as their rebates and incentives go. So that definitely helps like someone that's kind of uh, strapped income-wise getting into those types of vehicles. So I say the terrain also with the Encore in the road. Absolutely. Sounds good. All right, last one of our personas here as i think you guys have done a really good job at all the stuff i've thrown at you all right a person in their late 20s their one and only concern is environmental friendliness and sustainability low emissions low carbon footprint most likely when they buy their car they're going to put one of them coexist stickers on the back of it where do they go they're going to go to Nissan. <laughs> what do you drive? <laughs> me? I drive a Nissan Rogue. Okay. Which Dre sold to me. Yeah. Yeah. And you're how old? I'm 22. Very conscious of the world. Very conscious of what's well, going I'd on. I'd say I probably fall more under the hunting and fishingist type of guy. Like, obviously, I'm very concerned about. You were supposed to help me out there. Cons- yeah, my bad. <laughs> yeah. He, he no. did help you. Yeah, well, no, the, you know, yeah. you definitely can go with the Rogue. They've got the hybrid option. You can go with the Nissan Leaf. I was um, thinking the Leaf. But, you know, we often forget the, the hybrid Rogue because it's not promoted a whole lot, but. That's another beautiful, every, everyone that I have talked to, and I've only sold one, but everybody that I've talked to that owns one, when they're talking to me, they're like, yep, when I'm ready, I want you to find me another one. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
just they're they're great vehicles all around. Um, you know, I, I can't really say anything bad about them. Yeah, I'm with you. And just to back you up a little bit, like obviously concerned about that stuff in a sense, but. Um, yeah, I'd say I fell more into the hunting and fishing stuff, which is also interesting because I think the Rogue is pretty kick-ass for the hunting and fishing stuff, too. It maybe doesn't have all the, the oomph that it needs sometimes, but for the most part, it gets you where you need to go. Oh, and yeah. It's, and the gas mileage is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially, like, I came over um, from people that know me. I've driven a Dodge Dakota for a long time. Um, <laughs> between that, like, I don't get anywhere extra with the Dodge Dakota than I do with my Nissan right now. And I get almost three times the gas mileage. So there's that. Your Dakota was a very nice truck. Man, just a real trooper. It was a peach. Yeah, just real trooper. Which one was that? Was that the green one? Yeah, No, the silver one. The silver silver one, one. okay. Yeah, the one that had no brakes in it anymore. Yeah, Yeah, that's the one. That was uh, definitely a... Yeah, it was time time for a change. (laughs) Time to go. I'm not going to say anything else. (laughs) (laughs) All right, switching gears a little bit here. Each of you individually, since you've came into the car industry or since you've been familiar with it, what is the biggest shift you've seen as far as the auto industry goes, whether that's on the customer side of things or maybe on the manufacturer side of things? Like I said, I've only been in the industry now for about six years, but the biggest thing that I've seen swing is going to be the online shopping. Um, When I started, it was... um, Pretty consistent to see a lot of people coming out to our lot, shaking hands, giving us an opportunity to actually show them vehicles. Um, but today, with the way people shop, it's more of a let's go online, see how much I can get done before actually going into a dealership. So that's probably one of the biggest things that's changed yeah. that what, I've seen. What percentage of car deals do you feel get done? Like, like when if, if someone decides that, let me rephrase that. If someone decides they're going to try to do a lot of their deal online. How far in the process do you feel like they get? Do they get 75% of the way through before they come in? That kind of depends. I mean... it's Like you said, it's different. You know, with this day and age, um, with all the knowledge that we have on the internet, um, what it allows us to do um, as, you know, we're no longer salesmen. We're consultants. Yep. You know, they've done a lot of the research. They kind of know where they want to be at, you know, whether it's uh, how much they want to spend or certain features they're looking for. And, and with them being able to do that, it allows um, myself and I know Dre as well, um, kind of how we interact with people is it allows us to actually just sit down and listen to your needs and help you guide through the process of of what you're wanting and, and what things are important, what aren't important. I mean, a lot of times when they're looking at a vehicle and, and we invite them in, we sit down and we talk to them for a minute. You know, we, we kind of show them, okay, well, this one is going to work that you were looking at, but, you know, have you considered this and this? Because, you know, these are things you might want to just do a little research on and, and, you know, maybe go for a drive in it, see if you like it, see if it feels right, if it doesn't, because, you know, they're helping us narrow out some of the hard things of, of what a customer is looking for and really allowing us to get down to just making sure we're getting them the, everything that they want totally. within where they want to be. Absolutely. I know that uh, it, it's changed a lot to where, I mean, and you can ask Brett this also, a lot of people, I mean, have done so much online that all we really have to do is show them the car. Yeah, I mean, to see it in person. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and and it's pretty much a, a done deal. Um, it's a lot, I'm not going to say it's a lot easier, but when a person has done as much research as they, as they have before walking into the doors of the dealership, 
only thing that we really have to do is reaffirm that they found the right vehicle. Yeah. Obviously, you guys really know your stuff about all the vehicles you sell, but do you get people coming in and it's like everything you throw at them, it's like, oh, it has this package and it does this and it's mm-hmm. got a 6.2 liter. Mm-hmm. And it's like they just know all of it. Like they just got it. Some people do a lot of research. Yeah. You know, and, and our website is, um, we, we do list all the options and everything on it that we can. Um, so as long as they're, you know, if they're mm-hmm. looking beforehand and looking at it, they kind of know what they're they're even coming into, which which is nice, you know, for us as well, because it allows us to touch on the features they have questions about. I mean, it really, to me, when I left the restaurant and came to Granite, the transition wasn't hard because it's really just about taking care of somebody at that point. Yeah, which you know, you're I don't familiar have with. to try to sell anybody anything. I just try to help them get where they want to be. Absolutely, <laughs> it's a uh, so someone does their a lot of their research online. They come in, and uh, are they still like? Do you have a lot of people? Like, what percentage of people would you say drive like a really hard bargain and try to like haggle you guys down on price? <laughs> have, has, do you, like is that a really common thing? Um, most of them. Most of yeah. them. Yep. Every consumer wants to, to, to feel like they got the best deal. Yeah, true. That's, that's just the way that the, the industry is. Um, I've noticed, though, if between them doing their shopping and as a salesperson, you doing a good product presentation of what you're showing them, typically if it's what they're looking for and you do your job on your end as far as presenting the, the vehicle, most of them are going to pay that because they see value in what you've showed them. Okay, for sure. So have you had to learn, like, kind of how to haggle with people a little bit? Or has it just kind of been, like you said, it's not as much of a haggle as it is, you know, going through your steps as a, a consultant and, and helping people out and showing them the value in what they're getting? Well, with the newer vehicles, I mean, the manufacturer makes it pretty easy on us. I yeah, mean, with, when with new vehicles, that's not hard. I mean, they set the price. You know, we just got to make sure that it's everything that they want. Yep. Um, with the used vehicles, with this day and age, with everybody you know having access to everything on the internet, you know it. With us being where we are and, and how we, you know, price vehicles, we're very competitive on it. So they know coming in what they're getting for a deal already. It, it's not. You're always going to have some people that you know want to make sure they're getting every dollar, and, and we respect that. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, as long as our vehicles have gone through the shop, they're detailed well everything's done like they're supposed to be. I mean, people are, are willing to, it's like a security to them, you know? I mean, they feel that we put in the time and effort so they're confident in what they're paying for. Totally. All right, my last my last thing here is uh, I hang out with you guys. Probably I stop by the store twice a week mm-hmm. at a minimum. Yeah, at least. Um, and and uh, I don't think I'm misguided to say in the past people have given car salesmen a bad rap why is that? Because, I mean, I'm not seeing it with you guys when I see you guys working deals or when I was working with you on my deal, Dre. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't see that. Where did that come from? And is it going away at all? I've it's, I, Go ahead. No, you okay. first. Um, you know, I, I've often looked at this because when I tell somebody that I, that I work around, oh, you're a salesman. And, you know, you can see around the area how some people act and how they, they treat people and when they talk to people, you know, other salesmen and whatnot. Um, and I've reflected on this a lot, and I kind of think myself and as well as Dre, we've only worked at Granite. And we were trained by some amazing people, and we were trained to care about the customer more so than care about a sale. And when you're helping the customer actually get into the vehicle that they want, you can 
you put them at ease. You're not trying to sell them something they don't want. You're trying to help them find what they do want. Very well said. I, you don't have to follow that up if you don't want to. I don't know. No, no. He, 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 <laughs> he honestly, he nailed it. Um, it's it's our culture. It's what's different between the way that we do things and with the way that other dealerships do things. I'm not saying that there's bad dealerships out there or there are bad salespeople out there. I just know as far as us and Grand Automotive, there's certain things that we do business-wise to make it easy for a customer. Yeah, zero absolutely. Zero pressure. Totally. Well, sounds good, guys. I got nothing else. If you have anything last minute that I didn't touch on that you'd like to touch on or let anybody know. Is it uh, our turn to quiz you? Yeah, if you want to try to quiz me, I don't know. I'm not going to be very knowledgeable about anything. I think you should ask him a question, Brett. Just to show him how it feels to be on this side. Right. I mean, yeah, so, true. I've so, never so tell me about it. what you're doing. At, you know, walk me through a day. A day? Well, a day at a marketing firm is. And this is, can't be edited is, out. We're going we're gonna to listen. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, I'd never edit it out. Um, yeah, a day at a marketing firm is, is very different each day to day. So that's what, like, that's a big selling point of working marketing, especially at a firm is that every single day is different because you're working with so many different clients. For example, obviously, like, you guys are considered one of my clients, and I do a lot of stuff for you guys and work with you. I also have, you know, RV dealerships and campgrounds and all sorts of stuff that we, we help out with. So it really depends on the day. Um, I'd say just, like, a typical day that would happen anytime is you'd come in and uh, you'd kind of work on some creative ideas. What are you going to do? Say you got a campaign coming up for somebody. Say you got a campaign for you guys. We're going to try to brainstorm some TV spots. We're going to try to see what we want that message to be. It's not, we don't want to just be the, the people who are going to have that generic car commercial where it's like 2.5% APR. It's like we want to stand out from that crowd a little bit. So we're going to work on that. Then once we storyboard, we're going to try to create that spot. Once that spot is created, then we're going to place the media, what shows we want to be on, where we want our commercials to run. If it, is it a 30-second spot? Is it a 60-second spot? All that good stuff. So we're going to place that media with our media reps that, you know, whether it's TV, radio, digital, online, obviously is huge. So we're going to do stuff like that. You're going to maybe do some copywriting, write some scripts, all that kind of stuff. And How was the Reptile Gardens one you did? The podcast? Yeah. Did, did you go there? Did you come here? No, we always keep it here. We're not okay. quite okay. high tech enough to take it on the road. We could, but man, we would need one of your fancy vehicles to tote this whole big <laughs> Big rig around. I went. I think we could hook you up yeah, with that. Yeah, we could, yeah. We could handle that. Uh, I went and job shadowed for, uh, uh, I believe his name was Tom Lang. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was a lot younger, that's a, I was hoping you got to go there because that's quite a, a neat scenario to go behind the scenes and see. It's just, it's such a cool spot, and it's like the knowledge that those guys have about you know reptiles, which a lot of people are real hands mm-hmm. off on reptiles. Even like I'll even admit okay. myself yeah. with snakes, I'm like a little nope. ebgbs nope. on snakes. <laughs> Um, but it's like, man, the, the knowledge they have and just the cool stuff. And it's like uh, the fact that the largest reptile zoo in the world is 10 minutes from here mm-hmm. is just baffling to me. It's a really cool spot. Yeah, I suppose. What do you, you got? Yeah, if you guys got anything else, I'm, I, I think I'm that was willing a really to good be quizzed. Answer. I think that was really yeah, good. I'm impressed. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. Definitely pass on the pass-fail scale. Cool. I, job, that's, that's all I need. I don't need A's and B's <laughs> as long as I get passed. That's all good to go. Well, hey, guys, thank you so much for stopping in. I appreciate you guys coming on and talking. I know you're a little shy, maybe not not maybe not wanting to talk to me, but you guys did a great job. Oh, no, so, man. Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Brett. Well, I appreciate it, and uh, thanks for listening, everybody.